What's good, Faking Notes? Boutique Paul here, your number one fan. Uh, just wanted to say that your existence is appreciated, and I hope you guys are enjoying your coronation. Um, I know I'm enjoying mine. Tell why he listens to the pod and why yeah, he's like, like because he's another one of us. God, just what the world needs more. Uh, <laughs> we've we've unleashed them on. We've unleashed them on. Well, everybody, welcome, welcome to the Faking Nose Podcast. Welcome to the Faking Nose Podcast. Are we gonna clap now? Let's clap now. Yeah. Okay. Can we keep this in the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This, guys, this is... Um, <laughs> Some people know. A super secret uh, sinking technique. It's called the uh, clap. Dude, so uh, many people don't know it. Like, we've reclaimed it because these. the clap used to be like, wasn't that like crabs or or one of the STDs? Like back, they called it like the clap. Oh, the clap, yeah. And now we we've, we've tried to reclaim the clap from its uh, STD. Or <sighs> anyway, so this is an intro. We got yeah. a great guest today. <laughs> so, so pr- particular to this one, what was nice? So we got this big five zero fiftieth episode, and we're gonna be walking into yeah episode 50 we're going to be walking into our next season and we thought it'd be fun to actually bring on one of our biggest super fans Facts. and an immediate member of the faking fam family and to have him on the show he's like the class president he's he's the class president of the faking fam. he's got my vote he's got my vote five stars only and so boutique paul came on yes. and so he is a he's a producer and he's just another one of these creatives like all of our guests uh, have mm-hmm. been where he's gone and he's had a great journey and trying out different things from recording, podcasting. He's aiming towards filmmaking down the road, mm-hmm. but he's one of those people that kind of reminds me of Ken um, in like the the early days, you know, of of JHM Jams, just doing the thing that needs to be done, putting out your content, learning the lessons. Uh, he's he's one of those people that's in the trenches, just like us. And uh, I really love the beautiful things he talks about. Um, one of the most salient uh, is, is stoicism. It's, it's a brief mention, but you can really tell that he's a person who is an organ. He's, he's doesn't let emotions stop him from doing, from developing good habits. And I think it's a really good theme that complements uh, our conversation with Ken Kubota. Also, uh, Drew gave homework this this current episode, so we had a through mm, line. We had a nice little through line. Do you want to just just assess yeah. that real quick? Yeah, for sure. There was a, a recently Kevin Kelly was on uh, the Freakonomics Radio uh, podcast, one that I listen to every week, and the the subject of that episode was. The, a blog post that went viral by Kevin Kelly. Uh, and it was called 68 uh, Pieces of Unsolicited Advice. And it is a beautiful blog post that he produced on his birthday where he wrote down 68 pieces of advice for people who are younger that he's learned in 68 years of living. One thing that I've always been thankful for is is the realization that talking to old people and listening to old people- I love old people. Is so it's the best thing you could ever do. Like they've literally lived life. They have. They, they may be set in their ways in many ways, but there's so much, so many nuggets of wisdom if you just sit and listen. And I think what's nice about 
uh, Boutique Paul is that he's also he's been collecting the nuggets of wisdom, and we specifically mm-hmm. talk about going through and why he fits in so well uh, into the conversation is that he he's going through, he's looking at all these gems, he's reading up on people, he's pulling from his own experiences, and. Uh, con- continuing, he's really b- he's building off of a lot of the things that I think for our listeners, things we've been talking about this entire season, um, mm. he's been working on his whole life as well. And so you can ch- feel free to check out his podcast. It's uh, the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Prefer Not to Say. Prefer Not to Say. Prefer Not to Say. And so I prefer not to say it, but we're going to say it. <sighs> we keep cutting each other off when we're saying it in tandem through zoom but i know when we link up the audio it's gonna be out of sync so i'm gonna sorry. i'm gonna like make it even worse so it's just like <laughs> just, just echo echo, like, echo echo i'm gonna make it worse but it's the prefer not to say delay. podcast uh if you like this show you're gonna like that show yes, and um he's got you know check out his band camp all his other socials he's producing beats uh recently we got same material as the sun is the name of a recent track, but it's an interesting person, and we want you. We had a fun combo. Yeah, it's a great conversation, and we want you to hear, <laughs> hear what uh, some of our listeners are are, are like, and um, it, you know, for all the other uh, dedicated faking fam things, you know, reach out to us, and um, we'll we'll drag you on the show and give you homework as well. You could be this could be you. You could be put on. You could be put on the spot to uh, read a list of of. <laughs> Of wise sayings that tell you how to be a better person. Yeah, so only very few other opportunities where you can be forced <laughs> to do homework live on a podcast. Uh, so a lot to look forward to. But again, another great, a great episode. And I'm sure we'll we'll have him on again down the road. He's part of the Faking Fam. This is Boutique Paul. I have to apologize. I was born with a disfigurement where my head is made of the same material as the sun. It makes it impossible for you to look directly at me. It has always been this one. Save the yeah. happiness for when we're rolling. <laughs> so, so, are, we, are we rolling? Are we rolling? This is special. Let's do it. Let's yeah, just clap yeah, yeah. Don't be happy yet. <laughs> Drew, Drew, are you on the uh, Yeah, you, I, I'm recording on, on my end now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at those levels. Boutique Paul. Boutique Paul is in the house. What's good, brother? Yes, I am in the house. <laughs> uh, everything's good. How you feeling, bro? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm on your guys' show. How can I not feel happy great? Happy to have you. Uh, to to the other uh, members of the faking fam, if you don't know, Boutique Paul is like one of our biggest advocates. You know, in if is, we are speaking he in like the terms, he, he is, is our biggest sneezer. Uh, whenever we're <laughs> dropping a new episode, he's and that hits it's not the coronavirus. That hits different during a corona pandemic. I used to make that joke all the time over the past two years after eating Purple Cow. But now sneezers has a very pejorative connotation. We're gonna have to figure so- we're gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks thanks for coming on. Of course, we're, we're happy to have our, our super fans. So this is actually we this is episode fifty, and we were excited. We were like, let's like do something big. And <laughs> you, as our like one of our biggest advocates, like we we gotta have them on. Like 
you know, what's more special episode 50 than someone who actually listens? Let's let him spit some bars, you know? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, uh, Drew, when you sent the email, I just saw the header and I was like, oh, they're finally doing that fan mail episode and they're using my clip. And then I read it and it was an invitation to be on the show. And I was just like, <laughs> what? And just like my mind just exploded there. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Happy, happy to have made your your mind melt a little bit, man. We we want to figure out at least Trevor and I have been talking uh, uh, behind the scenes about how do we make a bigger impact on the music community uh, and people who are the music musicianpreneurs out there who are just trying to like or just entrepreneurs in general that are trying to make make their hustle known. Um, and and start out for themselves because that's the hardest part. So right. I guess my first question to you is like, where where are you at right now? Like, uh, have you finished school? Like, are you <laughs> are you in school right now? Are you dealing with the Zoom calls and things like that? Well, I haven't been school been in school in a number of years. Really, last time I was in school was 2012. Oh, okay, cool. I actually dropped out, didn't graduate. Oh, good, interesting. Let's hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so post high school, uh, I went to a local community college and I was a recording technology major in the music department. And I spent three years doing that. The first year was just doing like basic music classes and stuff like that because you had to qualify to get into the recording program. And then I did the recording program, but all I did was the music classes. I didn't do any general ed. And I was pretty much there. I was like, you know, what? I'm just here to learn recording. That's really all it is. And by the end of it, I was just like, you know, I don't really have the time or money to continue this. And I don't want to get into a bunch of debt or have to like dedicate more time when I could just be pursuing it. Mm. And that's actually kind of like a, it's both like an old school and more recent phenomenon. It's like we had that batch, I would go what the past 20 years where every everyone must go to college. It's the path. You do it no matter what. But now it seems like we're coming back around to like, if you know kind of what you want to do. Why on earth would you go into debt? And that seems like a new thing. But if you think about it, like my parents are older, their generation, like they didn't all go to college. And like if you like my dad, I think he just got an associates. So it's just like the two years like at a community thing. He didn't really need the degree to just go like work a trade. Uh, so it's it's neat how we've kind of circled back to that. All thanks to um, debt. <laughs> right. That and coronavirus, <laughs> man, because now people are questioning whether or not it's worth it to even get in education, if it's just going to be facilitated online and through Zoom. Like, the right. whole point is to be in that environment and around those people and collaborating and building those connections. But uh, if that's not associated, is it worth $20,000 a semester? <laughs> Bro, YouTube University right. is for free, and the only currency you've got to spend is time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> time is the ultimate currency nowadays. That's yeah. true, though. Build up that time debt. <laughs> time debt? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so yeah, I did I did you know, that. I realized school wasn't for me. Um, and then I just spent the past several years just kind of just being a worker, just working jobs, you know, living life, you know, the trials and tribulations of life, many ups and downs, had a lot of false starts in as far as I, what, what I wanted to do with my music. And it wasn't until last year that I kind of got an idea of how I wanted to approach it. And that's actually, it, actually, it... <laughs> it really kicked into gear when I came up with the persona of Boutique Paul. Because how I came up with it was, um, well, to start off, the name Boutique Paul comes from my favorite album of all time is Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. 
And so (laughs) I just took that and flipped it. And I came up with it as a persona because there were two specific projects, like multimedia projects I was going to do. One was called uh, Give Me a Break. And it was going to be kind of this like history lesson type thing to talk about the importance of uh, drum breaks and hip hop and sample based music. And each episode was going to be highlighting a different break. And I was going to go into the artist of the song, the drummer, songs that have used it and all this other stuff like that. The Winstons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then uh, there was another project that was going to run parallel, which is, uh, I was calling it uh, Renovating Paul's Boutique. And I was actually going to... Renovating Paul's Boutique. I was on a... I love that. I'm going to be on a quest to collect all the different sample sources used on that album because there's upwards of 100 different sources. So I was going to collect them and try to recreate the beats on the album. And then I realized that just was going to cost a lot of money <laughs> and time and working a full-time job. So I just kind of put those on the back burner. And then I was like, you know, I'll just I'll just go back to what I do, make beats, you know, try to figure out something. You know, I got an Instagram for the first time, try to navigate that space. Mm-hmm. And uh, welcome. Yeah. yeah, social media. Yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. have you heard of Instagram? <laughs> uh, you know, the one time this chick at a party asked me if she had it, if if I had one, and uh, I, of course I wanted to impress her, so I said, "Yeah." And so, hold, on, I gotta use the bathroom. Stay right here. So I went in the bathroom when she was stalling and I downloaded the app. That's as far <laughs> as I got, though. So, it's just super cute. So it yeah, it, and honestly, it didn't really. It didn't even really get even further until I decided to start the pot, my own podcast. Because that's what kind of like, that helped me form the discipline I need for general content creation and being consistent. And I wanted to speak to that because you've, you've, you've kept it up. You've got it going. I see bonus episodes. Yeah. Uh, also, I wonder what, what was part of the trigger? Because the first episode was like, what, January 1st of this year? Yeah. Like, was this... It's, that's one heck of a resolution. <laughs> well, it, here, I'll, I'll explain it. This actually goes back to um, early. Actually, it's almost a year ago, I think. I believe so, if not a year already, that uh, one of my really good friends, my co-host Greg, he moved in with me and my wife because he needed a he needed a room because his lease was up at his place. And then, you know, he moved in. And then he eventually brought up how he had the idea he wanted to do a podcast because people have always said, you know, he had a great voice for radio. And I was like, you know what? How about, that? you know, I have a you home studio do, here. And why, why don't we do it? We'll have you do your own show. And the way it worked was we were originally going to see, like, we didn't know how we wanted to do it. If we're going to have guests every episode or if it was just him. And then eventually we just sort of settled on us doing it together. And we actually recorded eight demo episodes for eight weeks straight before we actually recorded our first actual episode. Uh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I've, I've got like That's... 10 hours of it. That's that's literally like looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and and I, I think that's part of what the success is because there was also a balance because at some point Drew was just like release it. Yeah. Release <laughs> and I was like, no 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 no. It must be perfect. And Drew's just like just just start dropping them. And yeah, so I think we have we we recorded eight or nine before we Dropped launched anything. One. Yeah. And then we started we dropped like two or three of the end of those. It's it's finding that balance of you want to get good enough and try to figure some things out before you start, but then also right. wanting to 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 put it out there because you'll it, it will never be perfect. Well, we planned on the first because th- those original eight have not come out. Those were just mm-hmm. like the trial run because the first four was literally just a single mic in the room and we were just rambling for like an hour to hour and a half 
even more. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the the latter four, I had actually made. Uh, that's when I made the music for it. Our for our first set of music was the intro, water break, and outro. And I had gotten two new microphones, so the quality just mm-hmm. jumped from there. And then after we recorded the eight, we just kept we we record every Sunday, so we just kept it going. And then, uh, and then we dropped it and uh, made a slight misstep. I put it on the that newer platform, Audius, at first, and then people were having issues with it working. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna figure out how to get it on the other platforms. And then after the first few, we got it out to everybody. And yeah, just the growth's been pretty decent so far. Awesome. Audius, not a sponsor of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> not a sponsor of the show. Not a sponsor. Who's your platform now? Since I'm sure we're going to have other future and current podcasters. We use, we actually signed up for Podbean. Okay. Yeah. Podbean. We looked. Yeah. I I signed up for that. And then that's just, we've been using it. And then I just put it, you know, obviously took the RSS feed and put it to all the other platforms. Mm -hmm. Just where where you generally listen to podcasts. (laughs) We, yeah, because we started, I mean, we're like currently on Anchor, but one of the, of course, the benefit was uh, free. The oh, downside yeah. is is obviously pod you get you're gonna get more data. And so now we're finally bumping into that where we want more data. <laughs> well but, I mean I also found out something really interesting about Anchor that um with the whole thing of you putting it on Apple, they create an email for you that's like integral to their system. So with Podbean, I was able to use our email to actually like connect to Apple and stuff like that. So I, I did the workaround and so I manual I never submitted anything via Anchor. Oh. Now we're in the weeds, folks. Every, everyone's <laughs> tuned out. So so we're on Anchor, but then I manually went to the sites to submit the RSS feed so that it syncs to our email. Uh, because oh, I was smart. like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, 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 Anchor. No, no, no. I know you're free and you're helping us out. But but they don't need that much control. Uh, Anchor, Anchor, sponsor of the show. Uh, we really love using you. And, uh, we're just going to continue. Anchor owned by Spotify, owned by which Spotify. just paid... Just paid Joe Rogan an, a, 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 an amount of money so large that they haven't publicly disclosed. Oh wow! It. Yeah, it's a lot of people are saying it's nine figures. It's but it's like that call. F- it's yeah. Whenever you see a, like an instrument in the magazine and it and everything else, the price is listed, but it's just like call, and you're like, no, no, no. If you have to call, <laughs> <laughs> you can't afford it. That guitar. It, no, I'm not calling anyone. That's not gonna happen. I think someone calculated though. They're like, if if Joe Rogan's gonna get a hundred million dollars for his podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you add up you know, as as we know how uh, uh, profitable uh, Spotify streams are, and sustainable. <laughs> like I think that if you like add up like all of the mu- like all of the top one hundred artist billboards, they don't even come close to it. No, they wanted that. They wanted that exclusivity. They wanted the brand. It makes sense. That so, makes sense. That's so you're expensive. hearing at Spotify, we'll take seven, seven figures. We're a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot. Uh, will you pay next month's yeah. rent? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you have like a box of goldfish? I'll do anything. <laughs> Just, that brings me back to Flintstones vitamins for some reason. Yeah, it always does. <laughs> this is 
this is delicious and it's like a vitamin Flintstones vitamins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like the greatest invention when, when we were kids. It was like, <laughs> you need to take your vitamins so you grow up big and strong. I don't want to. Then you get ones. Oh my God, this is like crack. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I you know I think that might be where my distaste for grape candy came from because wasn't there a grape one in there? Probably, probably they all did. <laughs> it all really tasted like chalk to begin with. But as a kid, you're like, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, it's like those Smarties. You know, those those aren't they much different. People enjoyed those. I hate them now. <laughs> I guess one of the big perks is, of course, you get to live. With your podcast host. So that, yeah, that that's really helps. Yeah, so with convenient. I love it. He's great to live with too. Uh, that's, there is something about living. That's rare. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about living with friends. So, like me and me and my fiance, we lived, uh, we moved in together and then also moved in with one of her close friends. Okay. And he later became my very close friend and it seemed to work out and we miss it even though you know we're off <laughs> we're off on our own or whatever right and like we sit there and think about it we're like did it actually happen and like two i like really miss having someone else around <laughs> so that it's not just you two so some people think that weird but i think it's in a city it makes a little more sense but also in like our modern day and era the living with friends a little bit while also the adulting of a spouse so it's kind of like a nice a nice balance right. how's how's that been it's it's been really nice. I mean, you know, it, it, there's a nice balance. I mean, he hangs out a lot in his room most of the time, unless he wants to like come out because he needs to actually leave the room. I mean, right now he's actually uh, <laughs> he's still on a coronation because he actually got laid off. I got furloughed. He got laid mm. off. Mm. But it's not so bad because he's collecting that CARES Act money, so he's he's making pretty decent money on unemployment. So yeah, it's cool. uh, I have a Drew's trying to care. Can I, can, yeah, can Drew I wants steer to care. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> No, 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 I wanted to bring you on specifically Boutique Paul because I came across something uh, and I sent it to Trevor a little earlier and I was wondering if you'd heard about it. Uh, it's the 68 bits of unsolicited advice. Have you heard about this? No. So there's this, uh, there's this man by the name of Kevin Kelly. He runs this- I'm familiar uh, with Kevin Kelly. blog called The Tech. I'm familiar with that. I, um, yeah, I know, know. Like, uh, I know. I haven't read it fully, but I've skimmed through the- uh, a thousand true friends concept. Oh, I don't. I'm. I actually didn't know anything about. Kevin oh, you didn't. Kelly. I didn't know anything about him. I I just listened to Freakonomics Radio's <laughs> last podcast. Oh, okay. And I they talked it. about this list, but I've been reading it on my own. Um, and it's like a forty-five minute conversation on Freakonomics. But this this is sixty-eight bits of unsolicited advice. They didn't even go through forty. They didn't even really like cover like the deep implications of many of them. Right. And so I was wondering if you'd be interested in like maybe philosophizing with Oh, I'm down for philosophizing. This, uh, this thing. Yeah. Uh, do you have, are you, uh, do you have an access to a computer? I'm on a computer right now. So you can read along. I'm mean, I can, I can, I can pull it up on my phone. Yeah. Send it on. Do you think we can do that? I just want to like, so class, can we all go to the Technium? <laughs> Can you open your iPads, your Google spreadsheets to Technium? As you can see on slide four of the PowerPoint. As you can see, they're not even numbered, so we can't refer to them at all. So it's a it's a fun potpourri. We could go around. Uh, <laughs> let's take like two minutes. I'll start from the bottom. And then if it's one like, like we'll just take turns finding one that means something deep to us. I'm emailing oh, it to you right uh, now. We can, 
I'm emailing it to Oh, you are? Oh, okay. Just sent. And while this is going on, I'll give a little context. So Kevin Kelly wrote this uh, this blog post post called 68 Bits of Unsolicited Advice uh, on his 68th birthday. This is kind of how he starts it out. It's my birthday. I'm 68. I feel like pulling up a rocking chair and dispensing advice to the youngins. Here are 68 pithy bits of unsolicited advice, which I offer as my birthday present to all of you. And I, I just think it's as somebody who's somebody somebody who loves to continue to grow as a person. This has been quite a roadmap from somebody who's lived life. I guess I will. Should I start? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just pull pull out ones that like stand out, and we can kind of like okay, shift around. Okay. There was around. one I had. I screenshotted it on my. Now phone. that we're doing Is homework, really? because because we're <laughs> we're in a global classroom. Yeah. No. This is a Zoom. Classroom. In honor of a. Uh, Zoom classrooms everywhere. <laughs> okay, 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 class. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> who are you? Mr. Bumgarner? Uh-huh. There is one called, uh, right here, I forget, it's somewhere in the middle. Separate the processes of creation from improving. You can't write and edit or sculpt and polish or make and analyze at the same time. If you do, the editor stops the creator. So while you invent, don't select. While you sketch, don't inspect. While you write the first draft, don't reflect. Oh, this guy's Dropping bars. 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 Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Bars. Straight fire hold on. right here. <laughs> at the start, the creator mind must be unleashed from judgment. I, I had to screenshot that. I can see why. Another tattoo. How do you how do, how does that make y'all feel? Can we talk about that for a second? Like, have you experienced like that tug, that pull where, you know, you're trying to create something, but you're at the same time you have that judgmental voice saying this is stupid all the and time. Then it, it inhibits you. <laughs> you know, I think and I'm yeah, at a point yeah. where I'm able to shut that off. Nice. Yeah. Explain. Talk to, talk to us. I don't about know, that, weird. Bro. I talk think it's the biggest piece of advice I can ever give anybody is just get over yourself. And and that sounds intense, but it's like you have to realize the biggest thing. Like, I remember uh, there was a Gary Vaynerchuk quote that was, um, and it was about perfectionism is perfection is just insecurity in disguise. And it kind of made me think, it's like, yeah, anybody who's, you know, you have that voice in your head, but I don't know, people who chase perfection or are worried about those things. uh, Like, I'm a firm believer that blocks don't exist creatively. It's just you're too afraid to take your garbage out publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's yeah. like you know, I I look at it, it's like I'm also very good at like parallel processing. Like I, I can juggle those things at once. It's like I'm trying to create, but I can also it's like okay, with each step, I'm understanding, I'm improving. You know, it's like I can make mm-hmm. something that's garbage, yeah. but at the same time, can you guarantee it's going to be garbage for somebody else? You could make something that's like this is trash, and somebody be like, this is amazing. What are you talking about? Yo, that's so true. I mean, I think YouTube's such a great example of that. Like the vlog, the vlogging age. Yeah. People in their bedrooms make bringing in millions of views. Uh, just l- simple iMovie editing software. Mm-hmm. You know, what is what is trash? And if you look at history, I mean, like some of the most famous works of art, books, plays, you name it, uh, were like the least favorite of the artists themselves. And then that might be the only reason we still talk about that person, right. or they just did, uh. <laughs> or they just did it for a quick a quick buck. It was a business decision, they right? Because they yeah. like, like, like they were trying to like up their Tinder game. 
Like, it's just like for Elise, it's just like, dude, oh, she don't great. like me. <laughs> she don't like me though. Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, you're on, you're on one today, man. You're crushing it right now. Oh, my but oh man, it it is true to think about. I I love what you said and mentioned Gary V. Of course, the great. The great Gary V. But um uh, pra- praise oh, 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 Gary V. <laughs> yeah, praise Gary V. But the yeah, like both perfectionism and procrastination, uh things I'm always trying to like deal with that give me a lot of trouble continuing on. But I read a big thing really like digging into it further, and it's not just like the methods of how you go about it, but at its core is fear and a lot of like kind of like uh fluffier self help things. Don't want to talk about like the darkness of it. Right. Because, you know, you're, it, which you can't blame them because if you're in a down place, you don't want to, like, keep beating people down. But they're, like, right. at the root of almost all of these these things is a deep-seated fear of some type. And so if you're able to face it, that can be the the, the changing point. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to assert anything, but Boutique Paul, you seem like someone, just from the limited exposure I've had with you, like somebody who is really good at grappling with the darkness. Um, and I'm curious, like, what do you do in your life that helps either you grow internally to combat the darkness or to shine a light on the darkness to make it less powerful? Uh, I think it more comes down to the fact that, you know, I do my best to um, practice stoicism. Mm. And not not to not to say that I'm a dull person, but you know, I, I <laughs> not to say that I'm, I'm Greek, but I mean, <laughs> I don't suck. Yeah, but. I had a dad who was very, you know, I don't want to say he's unemotional, but he's 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 a very balanced individual interactively. So I kind of try to take that approach. You know, I don't, I do my best to not like to let my emotions get the better of me. And I just kind of like, I'm at a place where it's like, you know, I'm constantly, and it also in part with a lot of the materials I consume, because like, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of anybody who consumes personal development materials. I kind of take bits and pieces from everything and try to like, create something that isn't quite the norm, but something that should be the norm. Like, you know, I, I always say like, you know, I take, I never look at things as the whole. Like if I'm reading something, I don't always look at it like the, this is the absolute idea of this in this one form it's like i'll take a piece from here a piece from here a quote from here i'll put it together and it's almost like it, it kind of goes from, along with my love of sample based music because like, you take all these parts to create one thing that's amazing when in separate all the parts are amazing but you take these other pieces and it becomes its own monster yeah synthesis yeah i see why you listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you seem like you yeah i mean well not you seem like you you just fit right in and i think that like looking around at like a lot of the great artists, I mean, there really are kind of two methods and I've seen some other people where they really want to focus and like hats off to them. Like that's just not, that's just not how I operate. And I think an awareness of how it sounds like we're all kind of similar in uh, actually all three of us in our own way, kind of like the generalist specialist or we specialize in lots of little things and like pulling pieces. And I mean, like, that's, that's kind of like the method. Like, I think once I realized like, oh, like that is how I want to go about things. Consuming, you know, take 1%. Consuming, take 1%. You, you, you see that like way back, way back in history of all these different art forms, uh, looking at how they learned, you know, they just consumed, consumed, consumed books. By candlelight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Candle, candle. Whale oil. I don't know what they did back then, but um, kind of like going through and like just 
observing. And in a sense, we're kind of like operating with a pseudo, I like that like philosophical and like scientific method-based learning and that we're just rapid testing ideas, pulling out little things and just forming them into our own. Right. You seem to have lived by that. Like p- piggybacking off what Drew said because, oh, we've been upgraded. Thank you, <laughs> Yeah, I just got that they, too. <laughs> they know this is getting, they know this is getting serious. They're just like, oh. <sighs> just to let you know, I'm doing you a favor, <laughs> you, you, It's You sound like, uh, yeah, like similar to one of our, or like our earlier guests, and particularly some of our older guests who've ex- just experienced more life and have gone the different path than like Muir Drew, where it's just college, grad school, you know, come out and do the thing. I'm thinking of like our, one of our earlier- Chris I was just going to say, is it Chris Hendricks? Because that's like, one of my favorite in. episodes. It's it's Chris. I, I I love him, and so he has like a wild, tough story, and he learned through adversity to get to where he is today. And he's he's still struggling. He's still going out there. But you both, I want to like get you two in a room. It's it's a match made in heaven as far as like going through and just like learning by doing, right? And like learning learning through hardships because it can't in in almost no scenario is it easy to choose to like leave school, right? Because of like the societal pressures and whatnot, but you did it, and in hindsight, it probably seems like the right decision. Yeah, it was the right decision, and it's just I just I just have this kind of move forward mentality. Like it also comes from the fact a lot of the musicians I idolize are fairly prolific people. Like more specifically, people like Prince or like a Mad Lib, where oh, they just yeah. drop records constantly. They don't even think about it. They just create, 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 not even looking back. And that's I, I had to think about it. Like you know what? Why would I be stuck in one? part of my life. I just got to keep moving. But also it's like, I'm turning 29 this year. And it's funny when I turned 28, time slowed down for me. As weird as that sounds, because it put into perspective of, I could potentially live another 70 years. You know how much time that is? People are like, life's too short. Really? Because some people reach a hundred and <laughs> they're still chilling. I also And we're going to be okay too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our generation is going to be I mean, okay. we might live forever if science progresses fa- far enough. Yeah, it's gonna be westworld if if it, if it ain't pandemic yeah. like halting society and scientific progress and it also <laughs> comes from uh understanding like where there's certain fields where it's like you don't really make it until like the age we're reaching like 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 one of my future goals is filmmaking and i think the average age of of wow. a uh you know direct first time director is typically 32 to 35 it's like, you know, it's it's not the norm to be young unless it's like you have the young people when they did it. It's because they did it guerrilla style and made a film and it got picked up like uh, like Robert Rodriguez when he did El Mariachi. He was 23 years old and he had just, he said he had, you know, stack of cash, went down to Mexico, shot a movie. And that wasn't he, he didn't even want that movie to come out, which is some people don't know. <laughs> uh, I actually I have his I book. didn't know that I have his book um, uh, Rebel Without a Crew. And it's his whole diary around the time of making that. And what it was was. He was going to originally sell it to the Spanish video market, which he was going to make $30,000 from. And then it kind of started getting around. Like he had a, he cut a trailer for it that got around. And when he got his agent, his agent asked how much he, it took to make the trailer or he was asked by the trailers like, yeah, it, it cost $7,000. He's like, oh, that's, that's awesome. You know, most trailers get made for more than he said, no, I made the whole movie for that. And they're like, what? <laughs> And by the time they got to Colombia, they're like, we want to release this. And he's like, this is a whole movie. What do you mean? Because he wanted to do the first one, sell it, take those funds, make the second one. He wanted to do a trilogy, cut all those, Build cut, it. Yeah. cut the best scenes and mm-hmm. then shop that around Hollywood. But, you know, obviously, you know, 
That's brilliant. Holy it's the, And that's the thing. It's not dumb that luck. Is such a, he had a plan and it just got curtailed by something better. Wow. Wow. Ride the wave. So isn't so isn't that isn't that indicative of like the philosophy that you know plan for it to f- fail in a way or or don't be like attached to the outcome have a plan anyway and just follow the plan yeah. and then serendipity can come in at some point and be like oh whoa this is dope uh but more more often it's it's just the everyday grind yeah. and just knowing what you want to do and just angela duckworth you know, the mm-hmm. book Grit. I haven't read it, but I reference it all the time. Because <laughs> I've okay, heard her. Okay, Trevor. I've heard her talk okay, about Trevor. grit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, look. I The one thing that I love most about this podcast is that Trevor and I are becoming more and more like each we're other. Slowly, yeah, that's like, like in, this, <laughs> in this Zoom camera, we're, we're slowly going to like merge like that, like that TikTok. <laughs> we're just going to become one person who... who who quotes books we don't read. <laughs> I, that should be the tagline of yeah. this this podcast. We quote books we, we don't <laughs> read. I I wanted to hear which one of those, uh, the 68 bits of unsolicited advice that reached out to either of you. Like, I'm, I'm ready if, if, if you're still hunting. Boutique I'm still hunting. The pressure's on you because I've, <laughs> I've, looked, I've looked through this. And so it's kind of, yeah, we're, we're giving you like a pop quiz on a book. Uh, yeah, and, and, <laughs> that, you and, and that you didn't read, which is really apt for this podcast. Okay, the one, uh, like one of the ones that stick out, just because of course the obvious topicalness is when crisis and disaster strike. Don't waste them. No problems. No progress. And I don't think, of course, one of the things we've talked about. There are pros and cons to taking advantage of this moment of this pandemic, in that we shouldn't. Not everyone should feel the pressure of like, oh God, like you know, this is this is it, like. You know, you better come out of here with a new school. Or <laughs> That's how I like, feel no, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah, like if you don't, if you don't come out of this pandemic, you know, you're a loser. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because this just was the best thing that could have happened to me when we got locked down. Because at first I was like, wow, I'm stuck at home. It's like I'm out of work. But it's like the CARES Act kicked in. I was like, I'm making more than I was at my job. Now me and my roommate have all this free time. We're recording bonus episodes. We drop merchandise that we've actually <laughs> sold some. So like our pod's becoming profitable. It's just I heard I heard the merch drop. Yeah, merch merch drop. It was definitely it's funny because we wanted we had a plan for it, and then it got ruined by Corona. Because we're like, oh, I guess we can't do what we originally planned. And then we're just like, we just need to drop this. And uh, we got because we got samples of the uh, our shirt and hoodie, and then we just took pictures of them, sent them to our guys. They put it up on the website, and then just made it available. That's great. I mean, might as well. So we're we're coming up on like the big year and we're we're looking in. We've got the whole business strategy and at least what's nice is it it's gonna come in conjunction with it's like we're it all the planning has not gone to waste. Uh right. except for all of the live shows that we had coordinated. Um, yeah, oh, that's too bad. Oh. Too bad is right. Those are because <laughs> the whole we the whole point we were gonna level up. <laughs> We had we had locations, we had plans, we had timelines, and uh, I had spent a lot of time going to Melrose. He went to places, like, going through meetings. I was like mo- talking with multiple different people, and I didn't even. Yeah, it's kind of just on all this escalate. The whole point was to build community and to have small, you know, fifty to sixty people interactions of like you know being close, 
<laughs> that's, uh, that's gone. So now, <laughs> so that that got squashed real quick. We you know, I know, feel hands that. On. We well, we were actually in talks of like, what can we do as far as live interaction with our fans? And then this ruined it for us too. We're like, man, we had a couple ideas we're throwing, and it's like, wow, this whole thing really just ruined everything. At least it's... the nice thing though, and what I said is like, there are. So of course, what yeah, what I was referencing is that you know we don't there shouldn't be like a forcible drive to like have to take advantage of this moment. But what I like about it is that it's a reset that for the most part, almost everyone, everyone is affected in some way, right? And for a lot of people, it's just like a, it's a little moment to like, hey, like this is just like losing a job or some other life event to where you have to sit back and reflect. Like this is it, you, you know. You're, you're you're moving out, jobs, you're stuck at home, and you're sitting there with the thoughts. And so, at least for me, it's kind of nice. It was a nice zoom out moment for both just, like, my own self, career, life, and, like, the podcast to be able to, like, wait, wait a minute. Let's just assess. And yeah, so that's, I think that's good. Taking, the, taking that moment, I think, is the advantage to assess the problems, to assess, like, where do we want to progress and how are we going to progress? And so I, I think that's like the one thankful thing from this particular moment is just a forcible opportunity to uh, reevaluate and then look forward. Because I haven't because we've just been in the grind, grind, grind. You know, you go, you you adapt, you adapt, you, you try to think ahead. But this is the first time in, in years where it's like, whoa, hold on. You just got to stuck with yourself. Want? Yeah, yeah. What do I actually want? It's like, what's going on up there, buddy? Whoa, it's a little, it's a little weird. I'd say one of the main points of this is I've noticed it's amazing how discouraging parents can be. Yeah, because of their own points of view. Mm-hmm. Like there was something someone said. I think it was I forgot who it was, but it was it was along the lines of people only see things through the filter of their own experience. And even sometimes it's not their experience. There's these assumptions people make about things. And when your kid says, I want to do this. No, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. Yeah. With no actual reasoning or any knowledge of what they want to do to formulate a real opinion about it. Or the most the most common reasoning, if they do have any, is how are you going to make a career out of that? Yeah. Even though they're not an expert. That. Right. <laughs> that's, it's that's like, like being an artist. I, that was the one thing I never got. My parents have never been discouraging in anything. They've always just told me, do what you want. Just make sure you do it right. Honestly, I'm here's the one thing I'm proud of about our generation is that we turned gaming into such a profitable industry. Like not not the, the creation of the video games, but all the people who consume it, like the competitive, uh, the esports. Yeah, uh, area the people who like just are Twitch streaming or on YouTube and they're making a living off of it. I'm like, I'm not trying to encourage a shitload of people to go and do it because obviously there's only enough room for. There so are pitfalls many people. in it. Don't but don't like, get it twisted. I just like that that happened. It's like a giant a giant uh, middle finger to the prior generation who was like, gaming's nothing. Blah blah blah. You'll never like get off of that damn video. It was like so many of us just turned it into a lifestyle or anything artistic. Choice. Anything artistic nowadays is more profitable than it's ever been on an independent level you're not dependent on corporations or anything so when people say oh that's not a real job really i can pull up so many examples of people who make 10 times more than you right doing this thing and you've never even heard of them i'm actually i'm actually really curious to hear from uh boutique paul some more in terms of like 
this is important because I'm I'm trying to figure this out for myself and it's so much pressure. And I, I hate to put you on the spot, but like, what do you see your podcast becoming in its apex form? What does it look like? What are you doing with it? Um, because like, it's, I know that's a tough question, but I, I find that that is such an essential part of the journey and having successfully built some things and successfully or successfully failed at other things. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I found that if I fail to have a vision for it, I oftentimes waste a lot of time doing things that really push me in a direction that I didn't want to go to in the first place. Right, exactly. You know? But uh, as far so, as the podcast is concerned, well, I mean, yeah. it, it was good for me to start the podcast, but it really kicked me into gear as far as my music's concerned. And then when when I was on the break for four weeks, I dropped two singles. I started posting videos to Instagram because I just bought an SP404 so I can join the lo-fi crowd and make cool videos like that, <laughs> and <laughs> which is so much fun. Uh, and then, um, uh, well, one of the big things we're trying to do is we're using this opportunity to boost other people because we've had, I think, three interviews so far. We we had interviews scheduled for this for this season, this quarter, but it got ruined by Corona. And we want to use this as kind of a platform to help other people. So we want to get to the point where we are, you know, we can kind of be the hub to help other people facilitate their goals and dreams. Because, I mean, like when we bring people on, like our first guest was um, Greg's friend, uh, Jessica Lamb. She's a writer for nerdbot.com. So we're like, oh, okay, we'll bring her on. And that was important because this is somebody who's, uh, aside from working a full-time job, she's a freelance writer for them. And it was important mm -hmm. to show, because she had explained in the interview that she just sort of applied on a whim. They were looking for volunteer writers. And now she's like in good graces with them to where it's like she's going to have plenty of opportunities as they grow because she started out there when they were smaller. And it was also important for us to kind of highlight, or we wanted our first guest, we thought it'd be good to have a woman on the show because we've hit a, we've hit a serious peak in women being able to be self-sufficient in anything they want to be. So to have her as an example, especially in the field that she's in, because she's like, you know, all about like nerd and geek culture. And she also does cosplay too. And so Ooh, it was like... You're going to have to send me that idea. <laughs> she, she doesn't actually have... I don't think she actually has like a cosplay IG. But... Uh, <laughs> no, that, was, that was a joke. It's a bad joke. It's not a bad joke. Quarantine it's not brain. a bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quarantine brain. You know, you know what's funny? I, I'll i follow Instagram cosplayers just to see what their Patreon numbers look like. Because I'm like... It's just kind of messed up. I'm like, I'm concerned about their yeah. business. Like, what's their no, business look like? I look at their like? business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold on, hold on. You got OnlyFans? What do your numbers look like? I'm more concerned yeah, with that. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm like I I'm building this playground. Maybe I need to like buy some <laughs> right? <stuff> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um put it on. Actually, side note, speaking of OnlyFans, uh, an old friend of mine is um I found out is in the 0.03 percentile for OnlyFans, making six figures a month. <laughs> and he yeah, he's making bank right now. And I'm just like, oh yeah, he, he is? is. Wait, is it he incredible. is? Yes, that's 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 the kicker. It's a he. Business, but <laughs> business, but uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying, and then uh, our second interview was um, <laughs> you had to drop that little bomb, yeah. I got a dude friend who's making a hundred grand on OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing in my life? Is <laughs> All of our listeners are like rapidly typing and then they like realize like, like, oh wait, I don't have a six. <laughs> oh, we actively, we actively support people shooting feet pics and selling them. We're all about it, dude. Make your money. Like, yeah, you need, as long as you put your no, brand on I mean, on if it. it's feet, I'll do that. I don't care. My roommate told me the other day I had feet. No cap. Hey, you guys will go like, for it. I got a, no I got a profit off this. 
<laughs> so my Venmo is at G dash beat. If you need foot pics, you know. Send donos. But yeah, and then our our, our second interview was uh, with uh, Lavish Media Designs, who's the ones making our merch. And uh, they're a pair of brothers who own this company, and they're a local company here. And uh, one of them was friends, uh, Eric Lee. He was friends with Greg already. And then when we brought him over, we met his brother, John. And uh, we wanted to do that because part of it is also to build a rapport with people we can collaborate with in the future. And it turns out it was the perfect perfect matchup because it's like, oh, these guys can tour our merch for us. It's like we can promote them. They can promote us. And yeah, and it's, you know, now we've, now they've actually, you know, they actually designed our current logo and, you know, they've got the merch going on for Whoa, us. So okay. yeah, it's just kind of worked out to where it's like, you know, we, we have this, Symbiotic. we had this joke about, um, I think Greg said he's trying to build a, it's like, he's a solar panel and he wants to build a solar farm with other solar panels, which would be people we want to help promote. And then I had made a joke about Legos and I was like, when life gives you Legos, build a solar panel. So we were like, <laughs> we're, it's like make a Lego solar panel. And then, uh, it kind of stuck with us. It's like, okay, we're kind of build a solar farm of all these like panels that are just absorbing all the vitamin D and sunlight. And we're all going to prosper because we, you know, all support oh, each yes. other. That's, the biggest thing yes. we, we come through and just the the takeaway where we're, we're always trying to say and communicate is like just just help each other out like it, like with our community if you give into the community the community gives back that's just how it works right. and it's but and it's it's the right thing to do and it's also the best thing you can do for your business so it's kind of like it's a win it's a win across the board helping others and particularly cuz you never know which one's gonna gonna help you i'm sure like uh, throughout your life path there have just been people who you'd never suspect would have had such an impact right would have helped you along the way and like that's what i've loved even in just in my uh short life as it is even though i'm i guess i'm older than everyone else here <laughs> um, <laughs> not by much <laughs> but <laughs> but pikachu yeah pikachu, I'm, pikachu. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to i'm trying to ride you but i'm still pikachu in it so but um but it's just, it's kind of just always, it's very surprising, like, who out of there, like, you know, I would never suspect it. Just people, third-party references, people just passing the hallway. Someone I would just say hi to, like, those are the ones who have made huge impacts. And it's just by supporting them. And then, like, now, as as you get older and, you know, we get into more positions and more options to send it back down the ladder to do that, to just give it up yeah. to those who need it. Maybe even if they're not the best at the thing. Uh, you know, spreading, spreading the wealth, spreading the love or lack of wealth, uh, spreading the exposure, but <laughs> right, <laughs> but, exactly. but like letting them helping out. It it is the it's the right thing to do, and you know the better the better your friends are, the better you are. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just you know I just at a point where it's like you know I I'm confident I'm going to make it. So it's like how do I help other people come up with me? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're it's like it's like you're it's like almost playing chess. It's like you got to have the right pieces in the right spot, you know. And that and that's just what I'm trying to find. We're trying to find, you know, we we look at all these people around, and I'm just like, okay, how do I utilize them? But how do I also help them? You know, we work in mm-hmm. tandem. It's like you know, it, it's, you know, I mean, realistically, it's like very few people make it just on their own. And very few people make it, you know, they're not always, they don't start off just like using people to get their means or whatever. It's like, you know, a lot of it starts out as, you know, a lot of started as teams, maybe just friends mm-hmm. just hanging out and doing whatever, you know, or it's just like, you know, I, that's why I like to, you know, bring up a lot of the things I like because it might inspire other people or like the fact how much I support you guys. Like I, I never would have guessed I would actually be on this show, but I was like, you know what? This is one of the best <laughs> podcasts ever. I'm going to share it everywhere. 
It, it was <laughs> that is inevitable. Craze, inevitable. You were, like I found you guys. I found you guys. Uh, what was it? I think it was the Bad Snacks episode because I had just started yeah. following Bad. I was following Bad Snacks, and it's it's funny because of her. I found a bunch of other like creators as well. But it was like I found She's you amazing. guys, and I was like, oh, this is. This is great. And I listened back. I binge listened to the rest of it. And I was like, oh, this is definitely a show I want to be on one day. Dang, We're man. Here. Well, we made it happen. Yeah. It's not even been a year. <laughs> Self-actualized. <laughs> well, it, it also worked out in other ways because um, it was because of her. I found out about Internet Boyfriend. And his, his, yes. his, his voice is the vocal sample in our theme song. <laughs> I didn't even I did recognize it. It's, it's I funny. love his it's funny. voice. It's, and, wow. and it's taken from that. It's taken from that uh, Internet Boy from Bad Snacks track. It's because he sings "I" at the beginning. I took that, spread it across keyboard, and oh. played chords. And that actually happened. It's kind of funny because when I discovered him, I was just kind of looking through his content. I was like, "Oh, this dude's cool." I listened to his album "Press Start," and I was just floored with how good it was. And so I did what I did with you guys. I was talking it up, and then um. And he would interact with what I was saying. And eventually he like, you know, he, he followed me on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Then I kept commenting. He followed me on Instagram and I was like, okay, something's up with that because people don't just follow people on Instagram, like go out of their way to do that. That's, that's, effort. <laughs> that's, that's effort. And, and then he ended up messaging me first and we kind of became friends. And then I, uh, I had made it as kind of like wow. a fun thing and I showed it to him and I was like, hey, can I use this as our theme song? He's like, yeah, dude, go right ahead. It's, it's such a that's small world, right. like how this all like some, like it just comes around because even with him, I just because of y'all's tr Twitter interaction, just assume y'all are like lifelong friends. And only until I like <laughs> dug around later, because because I was just like, oh, like is Bo is is like Booty Paul, and also is is Internet Boyfriend are like they gonna be in the podcast together? Who's this other guy? Like, I thought they I thought they were I thought they oh, were like man. friends for life, you know. Dummy, no, yeah. we, we became <laughs> friends just by me appreciating him and him re being receptive to it. And it's like we just, you know, chat every now and then on IG. And it was just like, it's kind of weird how it's like, wow, Instagram's a good, social media is a good tool to just like make friends you never would make in real life. I can speak to that for sure. Through my journey through Instagram, I have so many friends in Europe that I, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who would have thought? What? So, like, now I'm trying to go to, like, Berlin and London and Paris and try to make that. Right. Because I want to genuinely see people that I that I miss and that, that I really enjoyed. I wanted to, first of all, circle back to what you were kind of, both the conversation you two were having. Because one of the, uh, one of the 68 pieces of advice that he gives is friends are better than money. Almost anything thing money can do friends can do better wow. in so many ways a friend with a boat is better than owning a boat oh and that's a that's very that's profound a really interesting way to think about it yeah yeah to, right? to ruin the profoundness right? the old the old adage about owning a boat is uh the two happiest days of boat ownership is the day you bought it and the day you sold it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great but I, lo I love that quote and uh, I love it. Like, like looking through here, there's another one talking about, you know, you don't actually want to be famous, like read their bios. And I think you mentioned that too. Uh, like there's, there's a lot of problems with that, but if you don't have a support system, uh, it's not going to happen. And I think what right. your podcast is doing and what we're trying to do here and just as community at large is that you can build that support system, just like how you can build your skills, the little 1% here, extracting things here. Mm -hmm. It speaks to all tiers of what we do. You can build friends. I wouldn't have known Bad Snacks if not for Drew and this podcast, just because I'm not in that circle. I'd have had no idea. 
and then right. the bad scats, internet boyfriend, you, all this together. This this doesn't happen if if like that little one percent here grew, and then we bring in someone else. Well, we'll see what's beautiful about the bad stacks connection, because I would have never known about her if I didn't follow Andrew Huang on YouTube, and he didn't feature her on his channel, and then. <laughs> What was crazy was when she like retweeted something I tweeted on Twitter. So I, I wanted to be friends with her. I wanted to work with her, but I focused on my own stuff. Right. Like I just wanted to let me just focus on my own grind. Let me just get it done. Then she retweets me out of the blue one day, and I'm like, wait, is this? Are you the bad snaps? <laughs> That's great. Like, I'm like I'm like such a big fan of you, and she's like, no way. I, I've like been watching your stuff too. I'm like. What? Right. That's that's just mind blowing. She's what? Just by the numbers, she's our most successful guest on the show. Just by the numbers, she's the most oh, listened yeah. to episode. Oh yeah. Uh, as far oh, as I don't guess that. And that's and that's a testament to who she is. And she came in there and she like she taught us. Like we're sitting there. We we always recommended books or making no make, zero. We're making days. our list. Yeah, yeah, we're that, always that, making that our, is, our that listeners. That is the best thing ever. Yeah. That whole idea of that. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's amazing. Drew, Drew's giving homework too. Drew's giving you homework, <laughs> and then and Bassnex came in there. And we're like, "Hey, I've read this book," and she's like, "I do work, no zero days." And we're like, "So I don't read. Like, I, cr I crush. I." So she taught. She taught us. I. I think about. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I think about things she said. Yes, ma'am. Every day. Sorry to. All That's the time. Amazing. All the I just time. like the, do the floor. Uh, I like the six degrees of separation. I kind of found with following a lot of you guys because it was like do bad sex about internet boyfriend, and then it's like. Through kind of in tandem, all you guys, I found about Yasmin, who's very gifted. I love her voice. Yeah. Um, I think through yeah, Inner Boyfriend, yeah. I found out about Maddie yeah. J. Through Bad Snacks, I found out about Dear Evergreen. And it's like all you guys are all friends out there. And I'm just like, that is just amazing yeah. how like it, it's 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 hard to tell how it's it's impressive how much talent is just within your circle of friends. And it's just such a casual thing. You guys sort of just <laughs> happen upon each other. We just we just like get together, eat pizza, and like play Super Smash <laughs> Speaking of pizza, I love that stack of pizza boxes you were laying on the other day. <laughs> that was amazing. Me. I was like, oh my God. Drew, I got to find that photo. Because I was joking. When he when he posted that, I was like, Drew, whatever you're doing today, you're crushing on Insta. He's like, I'm taking a break. I'm like, you're, you're driving. It was hilarious. But I remember seeing that pizza thing and I was like, besides, great photo. It reminded me, like in college, we had, in like the college like house, you know, that crappy like rundown house beside a college campus. It's just we had collected yep. all of the Papa John's boxes because you could spend like the school money, you know, Spartan cash or whatever bucks oh, yeah. as part of your oh, meal plan. God. And so it, we we hit the ceiling of pizza boxes, uh, which I'm sure was like a, a health code violation. Because, <laughs> Probably. Because, because the problem is, is like you, that, that's that's not building up on a, a, a good foundation. That's not like our that's not this pod. That's not that's not our friends. Like right. there's something growing in the bottom third of those those Papa John's pizza boxes. <laughs> I'm ashamed of the food that I ate this weekend. I, I had a cheat weekend. I had two of those home pizzas. I had two In and Out <laughs> Animal Style cheeseburgers, two fries. I'm on my uh, I'm on my cheat year. I had Thirty chicken nuggets. I'm on my cheat year. Dude. So like I'm eating whatever. <laughs> I went in. I had ice cream. I ate a whole tub of ice cream. Damn. Dude, I went, <laughs> went hard. Straight. I went for the gold. Cause I'm like gonna try to like slim down and like take the next week and like really cook and focus. Speaking and of like rigorousness, 
uh, yeah. So, so like, do you go about your day? Like, like, is there a specific structure, particularly for now, or yeah. how how do you just go about your life as an artist to keep up with podcast mm-hmm. beats, these uh, Twitter lifelong friendships that are actually just a year old? <laughs> how do you do, you do right. this? <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm really good at spinning plates for some reason. Like, I don't really have a set plan. Like, the podcasting is definitely scheduled. Um, and it, with it, I've been developing other skills. Like, uh, starting with episode 13, I've been doing custom artwork for each episode. So I've been teaching myself graphic design. And it, there's not there's nothing yeah. really that's on a set schedule. It's sort of like what I have time for because I work eight hours a day and there's about a 25-minute commute both ways. So it's like I lose about 10 hours. And so mm-hmm. it's more so I, I have a specific uh, podcast template in my DAW now that I use where because we do three sections. So I have the template laid out where my signal chain's there and all the music's laid out. So I just, we record each section. I can just lay it in and bounce it. And the bonus episodes, we sort of just do on the fly because this is just something we just started. Like, you know, Greg's home. Let's, we'll just record because he he was he was working second shift. Oh. And I, I just sort of go for it. And then the music stuff, I just sort of do it whenever I can. Because it's like, I, it's hard to develop a schedule with that with all the other stuff I've got going on. Because the podcast is something that is, we've got, it, it, it's gotten more, I don't want to say it gets more reception than my music stuff. Because posting on Instagram, my my views are kind of growing each time I post. Like, I posted a video last night. And it has like, I think almost 350 views. And that's more than the last one I did. That's like over a week old. Mm. And it's just. You gotta keep. You gotta keep hitting it's, it. You know, and it's. I'm. I'm really good at yeah. doing quick things too. So like the videos are nothing. You know, it, it was just figuring out the workflow because uh, actually the camera I'm actually the webcam I'm using is actually one by the company Zoom, the audio company, and it's uh it's designed. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got an audio. It's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh it's actually got an. It <laughs> has an, only one. It has an external end that I can plug my 404 into, shoot video and track at the same time. So it's in sync. I don't have to do any post syncing. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so I can just throw it in and just go with it. I also actually have a um a portable turntable with a built-in fader that so I've been adding like turntable scratches in my content too. <laughs> I so love it. It, yeah, I can just do a lot of the stuff on the fly, but the podcast stuff is a little bit more it's a little bit more organized because music is kind of like I can only spend so much time on it. It's easy for me to write out a plan for a podcast than to compose a beat or a composition. And uh like I I already have almost the entirety of our third quarter plan. Wow. And the the what only type thing is of planning. Is it is it like a, a schedule thing? Is it topics? Because I know with y'all's you you've gone in, it's like, okay, let's watch all the John Wicks and other things like that. Yeah, that was the most, very, that was actually um very we targeted. Lost, we lost episode number we lost a count of episodes because we had four interviews planned. So we had to kind of make <laughs> stuff up on the fly. So I was like, have you ever seen John Wick? He's like, No, like we'll just watch them all and then talk about them. <laughs> And then uh, that's, that's the beauty. That sounds like that's amazing. The beauty of because yeah. like the, the the former half of the pod was already planned out, and we had a bump because every third or fourth episode was supposed to be an interview. That didn't happen, so we had to bump some episodes up, and then I had to create some on the fly. Like our next few ones, I'm kind of improvising, but I have the full mm-hmm. layout of the regular episodes that we're doing, as far as that's concerned, all mapped out for the entire season. And then I have some, like, we have some bonus episode stuff. And then I'm also gathering, I'm reaching out to people for a bunch of interviews, which is funny that you guys reached out to me when you did, because I was actually going to reach out to you guys to see if you guys (laughs) wanted to do a crossover (laughs) episode for our podcast. Crossover episode. But I also wanted to, like, reach out to you guys and see if you guys wanted to do uh, episodes individually also, because you guys are entrepreneurs in your own right. And that's something, like, the stuff you guys do is stuff that we we highlight. 
it's like this the Simpsons and Family Guy go beat up on South Park or whatever. Just we're all, we're just, <laughs> yeah. we're all over the map. Yeah, so but. it's uh that that's a little bit more streamlined, uh, just because it's like we have we have our flow worked out for that because it's just, you know, we come in, get it done, and it's it's there. You know, there's not as much, you know, tinkering around like with music, especially because I, you know, I uh with the extra funds I had, I upgraded to re uh Ableton Live 10 suite. Um, I have a East West Composer Cloud uh subscription now. I like upgrading a bunch of plugins, so it's like I have to like play with all these things to figure out how to actually establish a new workflow now. Oh yeah, and it's such a complicated because once I do a bunch of film things, I've got just the wires behind this. I just so I moved out of temporarily out of the LA apartment just to right bank the bank the cash, but that meant I like hauled my my studio as it were over here, and so I'm on a ping pong table. And just <laughs> one whole great. side is just wires. It's hideous. Like I feel so. Bad. <laughs> I was oh, like, this great. was this was underneath the desk, all organized, and so the uh, the other family members will come down and they just like look at that. They're like, oh my god, what what is? This yeah, my, magic? my my setup isn't too doing? complicated with the cable <laughs> setup, especially since I like down because I, I used to have like over the years I've gotten a bunch of hardware, but I've been moving more to software, and I'm amazed. Like like I didn't know how fire the composer cloud would be. When I first signed up, I was like, you know what? I want to start because it's like, you know, I obviously want to do like more film stuff in the mm -hmm. future. So, you know, obviously music's my main thing. But I, I was amazed at how in-depth those sound libraries go. When I when I pull up an instrument and I'm like, hold up, there's a folder for articulations? Wait, what? It's not just a straight sound? Yeah, there's, there's it's like, you know, I mean, yeah. multi, multi MIDI clip editing kind of sucks. But I mean, if you put in the work, it's like you can make things the sound like an actual orchestra. <laughs> and nowadays, like Drew, Drew, take off your headphones. You don't want to hear this. Nowadays, a lot of that stuff's I'm about sounds, to. sounds amazing. Drew's I'm just like la 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 la. But the the good thing is, is that uh, we can't replace musicians. But you know, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> we're yeah, trying. we're trying. Uh, because some of some of that stuff uh, is absolutely incredible. So I have a lot of Spitfire things. I've like met with the general manager out in LA because they're just doing events and there's a lot of perks. And yeah, it's pricey. But like some of the things it does. Um, while a lot of musicians could be upset about it, rightfully so, because it has actually it has taken away uh, jobs. Uh, that it would be a lie to say Unfortunately. otherwise. But one of the biggest perks, though, and I think it could be a net good, um, is that it's given access to so like high quality results to people all over the world at a fraction of the cost. Oh, so yeah. I, I see people post a lot. I even saw this literally uh, yesterday. It's like someone on Facebook, they post up, you know, like, why are samples so expensive? Which is like a rhetorical, not actually needing to know the numbers. And, you know, someone says, you know, it's only, you know, it's just unaffordable. No one could do this. And I'm like, you can, for like just a few hundred dollars, you can, a 16-year-old in Indiana, living just in you know, five hours outside of, of, of a remotely big city could produce a fully great sounding orchestral suite. And that could never be done before. Before, like talk about right. gatekeeping, access to an orchestra, and not just that, knowledge of how to do it and to write parts and scores, it didn't happen. It did, it yeah. did not happen. And now, you know, you're, there's little 15-year-olds writing amazing stuff and you can be anywhere and everywhere. And even though it is pricey at the outset, the quality quality of these are amazing. And what I think the net good is, is just like when people give a hard time to like earlier music, band music, like uh, like 
cheesy music, as they, they call it. Like, those are gateways into classical music. I try to think of how many people who would have never have thought about it or never had given it a try because of these new tools. And even the quality of, like, Ableton and Logic stock sounds that come with the program, the quality of those is is opening up the floodgates into people coming into film, coming into classical music, coming into production, hip hop, anything, because they can they can start now, they can do oh, yeah. it, and it's it's I, I think it's 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 a big net good. So oh yeah, and right now actually Ableton has a ninety day free trial of Sweet. Jump in, jump in, folks. And it was just amazing. Like you get three months of like their most decked out program just just to play around with. And that's a lot. And it's a great, and that's the fun program. That's a fun program to use. And like, even for the folks, you know, if you're on Mac, you know, logic, like just the, the things that come with it stock. Um, I try to always tell the students when I'm teaching production, like, Hey, like you, you, you don't get it. But like, you need to understand how lucky we are. <laughs> Think of all the hardware you have. It's now in the box. It sounds great. It's editable. Uh, listen to any interview around all like the recent Billie Eilish things, her and her brother. Um, who I, I swear, Drew, that was him. We were like sitting, we were sitting beside him in the in the Nam room, the like the VIP oh, room really? with the free water. <laughs> oh, it yeah. was him. It was was him. I walked over to get water because I'm like, I think that's him. Yeah. And like because now that, that I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, th I'm like, that's him. And so I walk over to like get water to stand beside him. Yeah. Wow. It was him. I got us access to like yeah, you. You made us look cool, <laughs> and so we're sitting. Yeah, we're, we're sitting. Yeah, yeah. The sidetrack. We're sitting at a table, and some lady like think because I look so generic. Some lady thanked me. Some lady thanked me for a speech. No, we're sitting there, and they're recording a pod, and they're talking about Billy Lash. Like they had just done one of the talks. I mean, there's a billion things going on at Nam, and then she like. She like leaned over and like was like thank you know thanks you for you know I liked your talk or whatever and I'm just just like oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> every time I go in here every t every time but but one of the things about that is like yes <sighs> yes there's a lot of things going for them industry connections being around there but like when you look at their project file in the back of the and they're using basic stuff and they're just being creative with very very simple things and they you know swept the grammys i mean come on yeah come on like they're, i mean they're you the know post, yeah the post honestly uh it's funny because <laughs> i'm gonna have a back in my day moment because uh the one uh -oh, the one it, thing uh is that i i like to tell people i don't even know if i like to tell people at this point i've been doing production on and off for 15 years i started on a four track cassette and a drum machine so i know what it's like <laughs> Back in the day, how hard it was and just like early, like mid 2000s, just getting into computer recording when it was finally getting there to where it's going to take off. And I just was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. It's like you have it so easy. There's free programs you can get where you can make high quality stuff. And back then it was just like, you know. I had a, you know, I I I was going to Guitar, guitar Center and buying a four track cassette recorder. It's like those, you can only get those online now, like for ridiculous yeah. prices on eBay. <laughs> but and just like using a physical drum machine. And then like when I got to high school, I was, you know, got into digital recording. I think my first recording program was um, Acid Music Studio. 
And then I, uh, like most of us, used a crack version of Fruity Loops because, you know, everybody sort of does yeah, that in otherwise, high school at some point. Otherwise, it didn't. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, like if it wasn't cracked, it's not going to be good. Like it had to be <laughs> right. cracked and only Fruity Loops. So, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then just eventually I just, you know, got more into it and just eventually got more gear, started learning more instruments. And, you know, now we're at a point where, you know, computer power is at the point where you can literally do anything you want. And sky's the limit. And it's just like, you know, it's like, I'm glad that young people have access to this because, you know, they can take this opportunity to succeed us. Like, imagine like what a 10 year old could make on reason that, you know, you know, I was making really, you know, I actually stumbled upon a page that has some old beats of mine and they were trash. And I was thinking like, (laughs) yo, there are kids who are probably making better stuff than me right out the gate just because of how high the quality is with some of this stuff. I've seen some of these because I did, like during the summer I would teach this music production class and I don't think I was qualified to really speak about it, but I knew the <laughs> software. And these, some of these kids, you know, they're 12, 13, and it's just absolutely incredible, like the quality of what they did. And not to speak of that, like the, the, just the sheer creativity. Like when you're giving them these tools, they also don't know what to not do yet. And like, so they're just doing so wild much, things. So there's so much beauty in that. And they'll sit there and like, I just sit there like, like, I don't think they, I, I really didn't think they understood the profoundness of what they were coming up with. And that's why I've loved teaching so much is seeing, you know, like the next generation, like who knows when they're, uh, you know, they've gone on and collected all that student debt and their need to teach other people, um, like what that next generation's going to do. They're going to have instant, you know, they're going to be on their iPhone and just produ- or scrolling, producing a track. It's, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because, um, uh, Madlib dropped a bomb on Twitter that everyone flipped out over. The new uh, Freddie Gibbs album he produced, Bandana, he made all the beats on an iPad. That was it. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? And he's like, look, I'm not, this wasn't a flex. I'm just telling everybody there's no excuse anymore. There, there really is none. And so th- that's that's one of the reminders why just watching, because after all the Grammy stuff, the uh, Phineas uh, things, just sitting there watching, and I was just like, oh my God. Like, that's the crappy thing I own. That's the crappy thing I, I was like. I literally just own. <laughs> right. He has the same exact stuff I have, which is just like the base level of what you need to get going. And he's four Grammys in, and you know, like like it's it's all there. The stories are there, and I think that's the beauty of the time. It also makes it harder. You know, there are downsides in that we're all now. You know, you're not you're competing against an unlimited pool. But oh yeah, that's de- that's definitely yeah, you know there's always really hard. It's hard, but and you know quality control, all that. But in the in the in the instance of just like the net good, the sheer creativity, music trends are rapidly changing. We can't keep up with it. What are we gonna do? We can't put time periods on this. It's not a hundred and fifty years of similar stuff slowly evolving. No, it's fifteen it's minutes. Two months. Yeah, it's, it's well. There's so many minutes. things going parallel too. Like uh, one of my favorite producers. Have you are you guys familiar with Adrian Young? No. Yes, I've worked with what? him. I worked in I worked in his studio. I was playing a show with Arthur Verokai, uh, and I've been to his studio and everything. He's like, legit. wait, you you've been to Linear Lab Studios? Yeah, I am yeah, yeah. so jealous. That is not even fair. <laughs> He's like literally like one of my favorite really? producers, and just the fact that his studio is all analog and how prolific he is, it's all analog. It's like, and he yeah, puts out a couple impressive. records a year, and I'm just like, well, I actually signed up. He has this um because him and Ali Shahid Muhammad started a new label, a uh, Jazz Is Dead. And uh, they released a compilation mm-hmm. where they did a new song with Roy Ayers and a song with Azimuth and a bunch of other 
jazz greats and you, they revealed they recorded full albums with them and they're doing an entire series just you know they hadn't recorded analog in years so they're like oh we're gonna like bring them back to that old time and make new stuff with them and i'm just like seeing that mm-hmm. it's like fully analog thriving in a digital world is amazing too because it's like it's literally there's no rules it's like everything can exist parallel to each other and everybody can just do what mm-hmm. they want you know it's it's really there's really no limits to anything anymore yeah, yeah man i'm learning that with working with my uh this this guy i've never met in my entire life <laughs> but i follow incessantly his name is kota the friend he's a rapper um he just dropped an album last friday called everything and debuted at the number one charts he produced all the beats he wrote all the lyrics like he he has some fire features he has kyle on there he has our friend uh braxton cook mm-hmm. uh Trevor is on the album. Um, you know what's funny about that? Yeah, this, I actually saw. It's so, uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, do you know who the rapper Merce is? Merce, yes. He posted Hip-hop, about him. Um, he he posted. About yeah, he posted Coda. about him. In my first song, I forgot to do it. I was gonna be like, yeah. "Hey, Drew, didn't you play on this album?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, see, it's funny. It's like uh, somebody of that level, like you know, highlighting somebody that you're working with. It's it's just that's the beauty of the internet. You know, there's just so many things. Everyone's so I interconnected. Love- it's changing everything. I, I love Coda. He's good people, and he's independent. And so w- this whole this whole uh, conversation has been about like the only difference between you and your outcomes. Now we're getting to a point where technology is so accessible. The only difference between your outcomes and somebody else's outcomes is how you spend your time. It's, it has nothing to do with like gatekeeping in a lot of different or age ways. nowadays and or what? age. Mm-hmm. That's and I mean it's how you spend your time. So if you come out of the womb making beats, bro, at yeah. six you're gonna win your Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, and, and as you far know. as like older artists are concerned too, like the people who've stuck around or people who are getting bigger, like I'm a big fan of Run the Jewels, and just not familiar. Oh well, they're um well they've been around. It's a Killer Mike and LP. Killer Mike was known way back in the oh I love yeah, Killer, Killer Mike, Mike's bro. in the group I'm from Atlanta. Oh duh, I should have guessed that. But uh yeah, he um <laughs> LP was a um he's a rapper and producer who made a name for himself in the late 90s with a group Company Flow and then he started uh okay. in the early 2000s started Definitive Jux Records, which is like legendary hip hop label, indie hip hop label. And uh, the label folded around 2010. And then the way it happened, he worked with Killer Mike on his album Rap Music, which was solely produced by him. And how they got together was uh, one of the dudes uh, at Adult Swim put him together. And he originally wanted to do only a few songs. And then... And Mike kept calling him every day, like, you know, you're producing the whole album, right? And he's like, no, I'm working on my own album right now. I can't do that. And he kept calling. He's like, fuck it. I'll do it. And then uh, the next year, they... Yeah. (laughs) Adult Swim has deep ties to the hip hop community. Like, I love it. No. Yes. Like the connection to MF Doom. Yeah. (laughs) My God, dude. And and Danger Mouse. Like, just people like that. That's like, uh, my first indie hip hop record I ever bought was Danger Doom. And that's how I like found out about Doom and Danger Mouse. And I was like, yo, like, what's the... What's the Adult Swim MF Doom connection? I'm less familiar with that than just the whole lo-fi aesthetic of uh, Adult Swim and that and being in my formative years, being a real, I just love the way it made me feel, like lo-fi hip hop. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I know how the connection happened. I know he was a, he was a okay. voice actor on the show Perfect Hair Forever. I don't know if you remember that cartoon. He was, uh, 
and then he did uh and then through because i think that might have happened because i don't know their full ties but how the danger doom album happened was danger mouse was already working with like cartoon network like he did like music for like the bumps and tsunami like that's how far he went back yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that and um so then they got together and that's how that happened when they put out the danger doom album they put it out through um you know, that was the thing. I think Epitaph was a distributor on it. But it, yeah, it was basically with Adult Swim. And yeah, they just always have ties on. They just have deep ties to the hip hop community. Just, I don't know, just that's just sort of how it happened. But yeah, when they, uh, when after they did rap music, they did, um, they dropped the first run of the Jules album. Nobody knew they made it and it exploded. And then now it's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and they dropped it for free. They've also dropped every one of their albums for free. And uh, just to see them, they're both in their 40s and more famous. They've been doing it two decades prior and now they're like A-list celebrities like LP actually scored that uh, movie Capone that Tom Hardy Al really? Capone movie yeah what? because he's 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 friends with Josh Trank he he's friends with Josh Trank who and he actually composed the ending credit music for the new Fantastic Four and uh, wow. apparently LP actually tweeted he said uh, one of his bi- best days was uh, Josh Trank was um, tied to a Star Wars project that he asked him to do the score for. Then it fell through and he was like, yeah, there was about like a week where I thought I was going to score a Star Wars movie. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> you never know. And also for how all the... Just stay in it. I mean, like, look at like how all the arts are bleeding into it. So like Ludwig Goretzen, who just won a freaking Oscar and a Grammy... And is like oh, the first dude, he's person. So good. Yeah, and he's the first person to win. Uh, With Charles. Yeah, Rambino. yeah. He's, so he's the first person to win, like in like very distinct categories. I can't remember how they phrased it, but mm-hmm. to win the the Grammy for this is America and Black Panther, which are just two very different categories. And I think he was just like the first to do that in the same year. And like you look at him, it's just a, both- it's just this tall, pale, weed smoking Scandinavian dude. Who yeah, wears, he actually like, just scored. Um, and he yeah. actually just scored Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet that's yep. coming out. It's gonna be. And I was just like, yo, what? It's gonna be dope. Uh, I hope because they did a teaser trailer for that. Like, there's the small one, and I think he scored that. Yeah, but yeah. So jump into it, Drew. How did he start out? So I know how he started on film. So he knew he. So how he how he got Black Panther was he scored a little short for uh, a fellow classmate of Ryan Coogler (laughs) who goes on to direct. Black Panther. So talk about a quick turnaround. Talk about an investment on his friends. You score a little short. Um, he got a good start. So he he worked with um uh, Teddy Shapiro, who did, who's just been done a number of movies, like recently Bombshell. Uh-huh. But comedies, you name it, just does a lot of movies. Maybe well, not like your household names, like Star well, he Wars, was but, Childish Gambino's. But well, they like, met because I mean. he was like, he, he was a composer on Community. Yeah, he started out on Community. That's oh, how he that's met. How that's how he met they, Donald. McDonald's. And then and then okay. they started working. And they started together. making music. Yeah, dude, when when Ludwig and Charles Gambino produce albums together, bro, it's magic. There's just something like, about it because the internet is still one of the best. I think it's still it's one of the best hip hop albums. It's it's one of my favorites. How and how he gets community is like he just got such like a young start too. Is that he just went and assisted this Teddy Shapiro who was doing tons of things and shows passes it down. And so he does. It's kind of funny to think that this is the America this is the America guy and Black Panther guy. He scored New Girl. That's like, funny. Like, <laughs> oh my like god! He scored, I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. And that's, that's not amazing. long ago. Like that's that is in a parallel timeline. It's not like he he transitioned. Mm-hmm. It's just like while this is America's mm-hmm. happening, he's wrapping up new. He's, he's wrapping up new girl and working on Black Panther. And so you know you can do anything. And apparently, I because I know people have like met him and so, like someone who works with him, um, and they just said he's super cool. 
They're just like, he's chill. <laughs> and that makes you angry because you're like, man, I really hope he's man, really he's hope a he's guy. a big old, you know, he's a big asshole full of himself. It's like, no, nope. right. I hope he's unhappy. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> I hope he's so successful. Like he's busy. He's, he's busy. He's stressed. But like, they're like, no, no, he's just oh like actually God. like really cool. They play ping pong. Like they have like a ping pong table in the studio and they just sit around. That's and, amazing. And like I've heard all these stories that yeah that I won't tell, but they're all good. Like, and that's not always the case. Like he's just a cool dude riding no. riding the dream no, that aren't. is life. <laughs> and so you never know. One day you're new girl in, and the next day uh, you're you're three Grammys in with uh, Donald Glover. So and then and then you're doing a movie with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, like who who does that? That's that's the dream. As you do. That's the dream. You score one of the most successful Marvel films, uh, and certainly one of the better 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 ones. So I, I found my uh, bit of advice that I can read now. You found yeah, your thing? I actually found it a while, but the conversation was so good. Uh, I said, uh, the purpose of a habit is to remove that action from self-negotiation. You no longer expend energy deciding whether to do it. You just do it. Good habits can range from telling the truth to flossing. And I felt this because I'm a daily flosser. I tell people, your life is trash because you don't floss. <laughs> I'm really big on habits, yeah. though, and that's why I picked that one. Um, are you guys familiar with the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? I again have not it. read. I, it, it's on my Listen phone, to interviews about, but it. it's half read. It's half read. Yeah, so it's it, it's uh yeah. I just I, I break everything down to habits. Can you give us the spark notes? Well, it's uh, I don't I don't remember. We just talked about habits with Ken Kubota. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Episode. That was a great so episode this is too. On brand. This is on brand. Uh, I, side note, it blew my mind when he was like, yeah, I haven't had sugar or anything like bad for you in a what? decade. I was like, what? Yo, hold on. I was I was popping a I was popping like yeah. a smoothie right now. I was like, <laughs> no sugar for two Keep, years. I was like, bro. Two years. You kidding me? I had a smoothie with you three years ago. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he give if you go and play on his jams, he gives you he gives you smoothies. So like so yeah, he, he, so he's. Just, I didn't know that he's. He's not taking a cut. He's. He's. He's just distributing. He's not. But yeah, uh, I, I boil everything out of habits. If you just set up your habits, it's you know, very few bad things will happen if you just have good habits. And it's not really that hard to build habits. It's like how we did the podcast. The podcast was just the habit of we're recording every Sunday. We haven't missed. We haven't missed a Sunday it. yet. We just got to do it. Or it's like you know, brushing my teeth in the morning, flossing, getting up at the right time. You know, making sure my bills are paid or paid early. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. arriving early to mm -hmm. places. You know, it's habits are just so, yeah. it, it's like the foundation of just like wellness. I wonder if I wonder how that relates to the dopamine chain because like I've um I've been on a self improvement kick for the duration of this whole quarantine uh, because I still even though things happen in my life that are positive and, and quote, quote, successful, I feel like they're not enough. So I continue to keep trying to grow. It might be a character flaw and I'm doing some introspection. Anyway, that being said, it's like when you go and oh man, it's gone. <laughs> no. No. Almost no. had it. <laughs> almost. Almost. No. Never mind. I'll come back to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll pick it up again. So what's funny is Mindy, um, Mindy has this uh, THC and CBD tea that she gave us this morning. Um, she was like, we, she's like, let's wake up and try this tea. <laughs> and you should do it for your podcast. So <laughs> I did. 
and I'm feeling something. <laughs> T's <Tea>, kicking in. <laughs> that makes sense. That's tea's why I think in. it's, yeah, like everyone's hyping up, you know, the tea time and the ritualness of it. Nah, they're just getting high. It all makes sense now. <laughs> it all makes no, sense now. I, I think it's the ritual. No, what it is, okay, I'm, it's back. So the dopamine, when you spiral, like you start your day by looking at social media, you start watching a movie, you start doing something that doesn't, that's really high in dopamine, but doesn't promote positive habits early in the day, you can throw your whole day off. So if you start your day with brushing your teeth by making your bed, by checking your email, by making sure your expenses, your bills are paid, right. you do all that stuff first, it, it sets you up on a really healthy dopamine kick for the day. And so you're much more capable of achieving much harder things later on in the day because you've done the small and it's easy similar things. to just even like the food metaphor it's it's consuming d doing all these other things it's like some things are empty calories some things are sugar and it's okay to occasionally have it you know eating a burger every once in a while doesn't kill you uh but you know eating sugar every once in a while is not bad but if you take it in every day your body's going to crave the bad habit um and I'm king of procrastination and bad habits, but like something like this podcast, I think, you know, always thinking about uh, what makes it work is the ritual of it, is the ha is the actual habit of doing it. Just knowing, like you said, you're recording every Sunday and like with us, it's like episode gets dropped every week, every week. We're not going to miss a week and we never will. <laughs> and like that same thing with Ken. It's just like we made it part, you know, like with, uh, with all the books we've all read and thought about, you know, you either make it part of your identity, you make the bad habits harder to do, the good ones easier to do. And then I can't remember, one of the most recent interesting ones, he just showed, he put up the chart. It's like, here's the area, you know, like the easier it is to do or the more you enjoy it, um, you know, like the, the less you have to worry about defeating the bad, um, the bad triggers that could cause you to to relapse and not do it. And then vice versa, if it's something you don't want to do, you just need to be aware of how to structure your life to make it to make it more easy or to make it less enjoyable or to reward bundle. And then just like kind of putting it on that sliding scale of uh, like the podcast, it's not too hard for me to do because I enjoy it. Even though it does take up time, it doesn't feel bad. But something else, let's say, you know, uh, flossing, if I just hate flossing, I need to, I'm going to have to put in more energy and to find out the way, you know, make it easier to floss, make it more fun. You know, if I floss, I get to eat a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way to, that's the way you got to reward bundle. If I brush my yeah, teeth, I get to, to eat it. this chocolate bar and then it's a cycle. And then I die because I just never ending chocolate bars. Well, it's also interesting <laughs> because, um, if you develop good habits, you get better at streamlining processes. Like it puts you in that headspace where you can figure, you can, you know, troubleshooting and critical thinking, just it kind of heightens that. Like figuring out how to record for this, I figured out how to do Zoom and record on the same PC. Mm -hmm. mm. And it, it was just thinking about it because uh, I'm actually using, um, I'm using the virtual mixer of voice meter. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Uh, it's the edition. No. It's called it's called Voice Meter <laughs> Banana. It's a virtual mixer, and you can route all your different inputs. And the way I have it set up, it Whoa. has a, a recording feature where you can record one input or or whatever input. So I have my microphone going to it. I also have your out the out from here going in here, so I can hear you guys. So like you, I know you guys are doing it with like a separate DAW and another computer. I I just with the yeah. way I work, I was like, how do I how do I make this a little bit easier? And I was like, oh wait, I wonder if this works. But I wouldn't have been able to You've like think in that kind of mindset if I didn't have good habits to help me streamline processes. Yeah. And poor, bro, yeah. it's all learning. 
because we were not used to doing this remotely. So we've just been like, well, we can't stop doing it. So let's just figure it out right now. And then we're slowly, we started doing Zoom now. And that's really been helpful. And right. And I, I bring yeah. that up because it's like you guys might be able to experiment yeah. with this and make your process easier for remote. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, you guys send us the send uh, I'll, I'll send you a link yeah. to it. It's, it's a free program I want to see the mixer too. because so another like <laughs> freebie one that's like a nice way to capture is so like the the big one, a lot of, I can't remember Mac and Peace could do it, but Soundflower. And so, like, I use Black Hole, which is just, like, an updated version that's, like, Mac-specific that will survive on, like, the new OS. Uh, and so it's just an easy way to capture audio. It's also a great way to steal anything. So um, use it wisely. <laughs> Don't be illegal. Because you're, re- you're just recording the out of your computer. Uh, yeah. And so, like, that's how we've been routing it to keep it. I keep it all on one computer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I, what I will say is, like, one of the biggest benefits, of course, of doing this podcast or doing anything new is besides skill building, I think what what made it easier is, you know, getting good or learning the process of doing one thing, it translates because while, yes, learning how to play the B-flat scale on a trumpet uh, is oddly specific to the trumpet and the B-flat scale, uh, learning, knowing how to learn something, uh, the method of how I would get good at that B-flat scale is how you can get good at video editing or brushing your teeth or flossing or cooking or or taekwondo or anything. It's like learning the method of and like the discipline, how to analyze something, how to observe someone else, observe the master of the B-flat scale. That all helps you everywhere else in life. And so another thing too is I think the the better you get at more things or the better you get used to executing the habit and the process, uh, you know, if you have one ritual, it's easier to have more rituals. And that's kind of just like exercising, you know, like the better in shape you get, the more enticing it is to exercise, the more you want to do more exercise. And I think that getting over that hump is the hardest part. Yeah. I was so mad when they closed down the gym. podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was going hard. to the gym. They closed it down. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I was texted Drew like two weeks before. It's like, dude, I'm finally doing. It. I'm back in the gym. I was consistent. Two weeks later, the earth shuts down. Like that's what I get. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I tried. <laughs> so get. I bought a running belt. I was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm doing this. I hate running, but I'm gonna do it. And I ran twice, and then I packed up and uh, moved out the next day. <laughs> yeah, I just think like I, habits just. Habits and schedules and stuff like that. People don't realize the benefit of it. It's there's such a because I think I think we actually talked about this on the pod once. It's hard for people to get into like any sort of schedule because they're so used to the typical like indentured servitude life, where it's like you go mm-hmm. slave away to some corporation. You don't want anything to be structured because you you have a negative. There's it negatively inter- yeah it negatively impacted your view on what a schedule is. So you're just like I'm just gonna do whatever I want, fly by the seat of my pants. And it, it just, you know, that it, it kind of ties in with mental health. It's like, you know, how you act sometimes or how you like how you go day to day can be a big reflection on your mental health. On like where your state is. It's like, oh, if you just happen to like wow. sleep in way too late all the time, it's like, is that just what you do or are you good? Like, do we need to, yeah. like, to kind of like That's check the sign in with of you? depression? Yeah, it's true. Like it's funny right because there, like, uh, so you're telling me I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, when I, I was talking to Greg because he's mentioned it numerous times on the podcast, the the quarantine here was good for him because he was kind of in his own head a lot, and he realized that he loved himself and he just hated everybody else. 
And so it's like, you know, <laughs> I love that. So it's like he he had this big improvement and it was like, this is amazing. And it's also, you know, for him to be able to express it, like, yeah, I'm a lot happier. It's like, especially with all this good stuff going on with the pod, that's improved things. And it's like, you know, he's seeing a brighter future and he wants to move forward with the things we're trying to grow. It's the it's the benefit of that uh of this global reset button just to sit back and like have to deal with ourselves global because reset because button. we can't go anywhere. So like that's that's what I love about this. It's not that everyone has to go out and like grind grind grind, you know, capitalism blah 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 blah. But just even just to sit back and awareness uh has helped uh dealing with data whether we you know, we can't get all the numbers on our life, but uh, being able to assess yourself, see what's working. And I think that's that's what's really helped me in like just talking to Drew all the time. And then, of course, our guests and friends that we bring on. Well, those are one and the same. Our friends and guests, uh, you, you, you being one of our friends now, is that talking through these things has been really helpful. Listening to other people talk through these things and work through these things has been incredibly helpful. Um, going forward to be able to just simply ass like assess and to understand ourselves better. Because if you understand yourself or the problems better, I'm able to adapt. Before, you know, I would just do what other people had done or I would just go with the flow. But now I feel like I'm able to actually understand myself a little more to know like, hey, wait, I'm really bad at this thing. How can I approach it differently? Or like, oh, this is, I seem to have more success when I do something this way or when I think about something this way. So just by being able to understand myself uh, like Greg did, uh, just e even a little bit more has drastically improved how I talk to other people, how I go about work. Um, trying to, It just sets me up for more success and helps me avoid unnecessary failures. And all this time is a good time to build build good habits as going back to the thing. Here we go. You know, I always, I, I kind of wonder, um, <laughs> it's, uh, cause when I analyze my habits, like more like, like in reference to your guys' podcast, what was my consistency in the habit of sharing you guys constantly? Was that a factor in bringing me on the show and the habit of interacting mm -hmm. with you guys? Or, or were you just guys who just sort of curious to what I did? Because I, I seem like I have like all this really fun stuff going on. Well, to some degree, it's, I mean, it's always going to be a combination of both. I don't think you can have one without the other because I think even just the consistency of just posting and sharing, it's just like, you know, like this is someone we are very interested in just like meeting because like to, to, to for someone to have done that, they're probably either very interested and also uh, interested and interesting uh, to quote Drew quoting someone else. <laughs> well, no, that's literally one of those, the 68 pieces of advice. It's like, if you want to be, it's just an aphorism. I learned it from um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I have that, I have not read Dale it Carnegie. yet. Bro, I've let it the read Carnegie? like four times. It's one of the most, Dale Carnegie, a uh, book he wrote in like 33, I think. It's one of the most famous books out there for business it's people. one of the best books i've ever read um and even going back i haven't read it i read it right when i finished college for the first time so i was like 22 uh and a lot of it was like duh but a lot of it was also <laughs> like i knew this but like seeing it here is like really big and it changed my life like people interacted with me differently people uh my relationships, the relationships in my life, like really transformed in a positive way by That's and good. large. And so I think the result of a lot of my social media success was because of these books that I've read. So I've learned how like 
how to treat people and people want to be loved and people want to be supported and people want to be a part of communities. And when you create that, that's, that's more valuable than you can measure. And, uh, the, I wanted to kind of end this, uh, uh, mostly because Zoom is is like I, I don't want Zoom to cut us off and, <laughs> and uh, for it to be set. But I, I also wanted to just end it with gratitude, um, Boutique Paul. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Thank you. Uh, being one of our most vocal listeners. I mean, I just love the show. I mean, it's like your guys' humor is always on point. The advice you give, the stories you have to tell. It's like it's one of the most well-rounded shows I've ever seen. I mean, the guests you bring on. It's just, it just has so much to offer and the fact that you guys are consistent with it and it just each each episode gets better and better, especially with your guests. It's like, you know, like with Ken on the show last episode, the Isabel Hagen show yeah. or episode was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Slept on. Slept that on. That one was man. so Isabel good, Hagen especially like the jam. drops of like her stand up routines. I was like, she, she's got to make <laughs> yeah. it big. This girl's funny. Oh, yeah. But, she was on Fallon. Like, so it's 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 only a matter of time. I wanted to leave with one final and I wanted to present this to you, Boutique Paul, because I've reading this from Kevin Kelly was like just another example of affirmation of something that I felt to be true. It's, and it's don't be the best, be the only. I actually just read that like a little bit. I'm ago, looking at that this one right now. Like I have it. <laughs> that I have stuck it out to me. I was here. like, hold on, that's those are words to live by. Yeah, yeah. I, I I might tattoo that on my body. I need to remember that one. It, it's gonna be I'm like so he's, get, he's gonna be you're you're, you're gonna have to rebrand as like Miriam Webster. It's gonna be just just covered <laughs> in words. But um, that would be my gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm like rapping, but I'm also like looking it's at my like body. Reading. Like, what's that word? It's like, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, are you yeah, cheating? Yeah. Are you cheating? Do you have notes down there? Just, no, no. no, no. <laughs> like, Battle rapping with just the dictionary on my yeah. my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, thanks to you. Like, yeah, you're an immediate uh, member of the of, of the faking fam. Faking fam. And yeah, so, yeah. So, what we're gonna do? You. Obviously, we got a we we got a big shout out and intro at the top, uh, mm-hmm. recorded. And anyways, we'll also give you just like this wrap up segment. So if you want to point everyone in direction of, of your music, your podcast, yeah. uh, be it so. <laughs> yeah, just on. drop the all, all the all the links. Um. We are on pretty much all the social media. Uh, for myself, uh, if you, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not very active on it. On uh, Facebook, you just, you just look up Boutique Paul, and I'm, you'll find me. It's a unique name. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, I am at BTQ Paul. Um, yeah, and you can actually find. I have, uh, I think my, I have a link tree attached to both of them, so you can like, you know, you can find the links to my singles and like, I, I have a YouTube channel, but I'm not very active on it recently because I just can't keep up on it all i have are like dumb vlogs that i was trying to build a habit of doing weekly vlogs and that just sort of fell apart with that that. i've never done it it just fell apart because of the whole situation but uh but it's (laughs) not feasible but what's the name of your podcast uh the name of the podcast is the prefer not to say podcast prefer not to say podcast we got all the links in the descriptions too yeah you'll have all the links it's uh on instagram and twitter we are uh at pnts underscore podcasts uh just look us up on um Facebook is prefer not to say podcast. It's really easy to find. And yeah, we also have um we also have merch out if you like the podcast and want to support. It's uh I believe it's lavishmediastore.com. You'll find our stuff. Uh, Lavish Media Designs is the company that we go through. You know, they also do, you know, you can also hit them up about doing your own custom merch if anybody has we, it. We they they may be a part of the faking family. We'll, 
We'll have to test them. Oh, they're they're, we'll they're really gay guys. They're they're really cool guys. You know, they're they're very fun, really cool guys, really nice, and they do great work. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's well, where you can check you so me out. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, I, I guess I can sign off with what I say at the end of my podcast: stay hustling and stay hydrated. Man, what did you say? Stay hustling, stay hydrated. You heard it here, fake. Oh, that's stay why we got water breaks in part of the show. Hydration is important. <laughs> Yeah, Drew, where's your like? You where's back. your 48 oh gallon God. jug? Hold on, yeah, this is apropos. Here it is. Nice see, I like to see away. that. That's just ma- maximum hydration right there. Just drinking. Just I, I, I just, we're I just gonna sign a little... up. <laughs> Everyone, drink water. Let's go. <laughs> Gucci call, everyone. Super uh, fan, super faking fam. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Oh, yeah. We'll have Stay you hydrated. on. Uh, tune in for episode 100. We'll just bring you in every 50. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's habit great. building. That's not a bad that's, idea. That's yeah. habit building. And, and I'll follow. I'll, I'll like follow up that. you guys about appearing on my show because it's like you know. I, I, I think you'd yeah, have. Absolutely. I think we'd have a fun time. I think Greg would like you guys. Oh, we, oh yeah. I I already know. I love, love Greg, to. So we'll do this. All right. <laughs> Best of luck, man. And you guys, All too. Right, man. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye.